Welcome to the Guide to Making Money as a Music Producer. I'm Dan Furr, and this is a podcast where we talk about all the different ways that musical creatives have used to earn money. In this podcast, we hear stories directly from industry professionals and learn what worked for them and what didn't work. Most importantly, we discuss how they've managed to carve out a sustainable living for themselves doing what they love and how you can do the same. Hey everybody, Dan Fur here, and welcome to the third and final episode with Don't Mess With Juan. If you haven't checked out the first two episodes, please do, because there's tons of great insight on there that you won't want to miss. In this episode, we discuss all things related to failure and how failure can actually be a very, very good thing in helping you grow. So let's dive in. Uh, you mentioned that you've been part of a label recently for, for a little bit. It's funny because the label, when it came at first, same thing. I had no idea of labels. I had no idea of this kind of path because uh, I didn't talk about it yet, but um, my background of music industry was more with uh, royalty-free library libraries. So producing for, uh, you know, uh, television and ads and stuff like that. So I knew zero about uh, the artist path and labels and how it worked. Um, so when when the first email came from Stefano, I actually thought it was a scam. So I didn't even like read it or <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> because most of, most of emails are scams, I guess. But um, <laughs> so I he kind of wrote back, I think, to me after a few months. And then I was freaked out because then I had to really think about it. And um, I had no, like, no, how do you say, point of reference. Like, I, I had no idea if this could be good for me, if I was ready for this. I didn't know his intentions. And um, I was so mm-hmm. scared of all of those things. Um so I think it took me maybe eight months before, you know, we actually, I actually signed the document. <laughs> it was super, super long. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I ended up uh, saying yes, because, you know, I was watching some podcasts recently and it made me realize, you know, the artist was saying, you you never know when things come up your way. You you don't know. You need to take a decision about management, about label, about I don't know what. You and you don't know, and, and you won't know. You won't know until you do this. You take this opportunity and you try, and ideally you get prepared for the worst case, and you get prepared for failure and for learning some valuable lesson, and ideally miraculously miraculously maybe this will be you you know, stay the good path, but um, you got to jump in at some point. You got to make some moves. And that's why I finally said yes. I was like, well, I won't know until I just jump in. And then if it's a failure, at least I'll know, okay, well, I, I, I won't make this exact mistake again. And I've learned this and this and this to continue my journey a little bit better, you know, or... And, um, yeah, that's, that's honestly such an amazing point to discuss because I mean, everyone's so afraid of failure, but you know, I feel like you need to embrace failure. Like I'll go on a little side story about my initial, 
I, I, you know, I, I went to university. I started off in engineering, and I'll just say a quick little tidbit about this story because it's a pretty hilarious <laughs> one to do with failure, but it's one of the best life lessons I've ever learned. And so my first year, first semester of university, I was probably one of the worst students that one could possibly be, and I've never met someone with a lower one-semester <laughs> GPA. I had a 0.11 GPA. 0.11. It does not get much worse than that. I was kicked out of that school, and they were like, no, you're on. You're, you're dismissed. We don't. You, oh you shouldn't come back. And I was like, I was like, you know what? You can't tell me what I can't do. I wrote an appeal essay. I had a meeting. I followed up, and I, I was back in there the next year. And you know, I, I realized that engineering wasn't what I want to do. So I made some changes, but I, I fought back, and I was like, nope. This is a great lesson on failure and what I need to do to actually sort of get where I want to go. And that till, till this day has been one of the best lessons of my life. Is actually failing so horrendously and, and and realizing whoa okay i was way off track with what i need to do and where i want to be going and this i, I need to pay more attention i need to you know be aware of what i'm doing on a day-to-day -day, day basis and plan things out a little bit better and it has shaped me into you know it, it has shaped everything i do around my business that that one lesson and so it's like you know failure can be one of the best things that oh, can happen yeah, to you oh yeah definitely <laughs> thank you for sharing your little story it's funny and i think <laughs> i think it's definitely important to, to to keep that in mind and to not put so much pressure on yourself and it's so true like so like i think all of my big mistakes or big you know difficult things were actually the the best things that ever happened to me but on that moment i couldn't see it right it was the end of the world each time <laughs> yeah yeah and you know like everything you do is a stepping stone to something that could happen mm. like we were saying before like a lot of the best opportunities that are going to come your way will spontaneously just show up and you never really know when those are going to happen so like take advantage of, of of every opportunity that you can get with you know within reason unless you're overwhelmingly exhausted by things but within reason take advantage of of, of every opportunity that you can get and you know, think of everything as a stepping stone. It might not be the the final path towards your journey, but it'll get you closer to a next little stone that will be a little closer. And you can kind of keep hobbling down that path. And eventually that path will be a, a nicely paved road that you can, you can see a lot more clearly, but it starts with those stepping stones of just doing one thing and that'll lead to another thing. And you never really know when those opportunities will be, will come. So it's all about just doing things and learning from your failures, embracing the failures and, you know, embracing the successes even more. Yeah, exactly. And I think, um, I, I think the, the most you can do for yourself, kind of wrapping up everything we said, you know, it's not, um, not aim for specific goals, like having a, a, a label or having a radio show, but just building your own little ecosystem is a, it's a term I like to use or I say octopus, but, you know, ecosystem I like because in an ecosystem, all the parts are necessary and are all serving all the other parts. So as as you were saying before, right. like, um, you need to have a flow in there, right? You were talking about that with your system of, of documents or sheets, but sometimes things clash and you can't have that like you need to have like a balance and something that kind of nourishes the other channels I don't know if that's clear but um this ecosystem I think is a yeah 
it, it just comes back, you know, like everything is connected. Mm-hmm. And like I was saying before, like everything is, everything you do is an extension of your brand and everything you do is an extension of how people are going to see you. So, you know, it, it, it all, it's all connected. Like you're saying, it's, it's one ecosystem where everything is connected and they all balance off each other. So if one thing's not in alignment, that's going to affect the whole thing. So it's, it's all about, you know, treating it with balance and, 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 and sort of moving forward and really just being aware of your surroundings. And, and, and that's really the, the, the largest extent of things. When, when uh, you were talking about the fact that, you know, I had done some steps to, to, for my opportunity to happen, um, I think this is where, uh, you know, a, a lot of it happens at the beginning is building your ecosystem and um, managing the big thing, the big difficult thing there, especially when you start, but I think it's all life, is how you manage uh, your resources that you have. So uh, time, money, energy, um, and, and what type of priorities it comes back a little bit to your system of long-term goals and um and and uh, and small-term <laughs> goals but um i think it's important to it's just different ways to to say it but um i think it's very important to manage those in a long-term plan so you you don't fall apart but you can always keep growing so um So let's say I give out a few examples of the channels a music ecosystem can have. So we have obviously the producing music channel, right? Like getting out songs on Spotify. Then there's the live channel, doing live shows, making money from there. Then there's the Patreon, selling products on Shopify, a website. There's the Bandcamp, there's sync licensing, monetization. There's teaching tutorials. There's offering mix or mastering services like you do. Um, And I think you kind of need to choose the first ones you're going to focus on, the most important ones for you, and try to navigate through that so you can survive, you know, and Of course, some people will have more more money on and less time because they have a full time job and they have more money, but not a lot of time to to put. And then there's going to be other people on the other end of the spectrum who are all in uh, and are probably with no money, uh, but all the time on their hands. Um, and so you kind of need to manage through through what you have and, and your skills, of course, in there um, to see what makes sense. But don't try to make it all at first because you can get lost and get very discouraged and fall apart. And um, I know for me, I've had to rebalance things at first because I, I went kind of all in with marketing when I discovered like this the Spotify strategy and all of that. And... Um, And then I got a little lost and I, I, it kind of forced me to realize that um, I had to come back to making sure that my first strategy was fulfilled. Like for me, it was the music, like the producing music, 
uh, once a month needed to be like it needed to 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 roll. If that wasn't there, I couldn't do like a big website and a big Patreon and a big this and a big that. It's like I needed to assure myself that this was mm -hmm. the the highest priority and where uh, 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 some energy would go there at least every week. You know, because this is not just for Spotify, right? Of course. Um, Uh, most artists will will hate Spotify when they start, but actually this strategy is my favorite one for myself as a personal per music lover because it forced me to become good at producing. And in the end, this is super important for me personally because I'm super insecure uh, with my music do making. And uh, if I become better at marketing than music producing, I'm gonna feel terrible. So... I need to always feel that this is where most of my energy goes. Of course, it's not that much, right? But that at least a little bit every week I touch that, I put energy there. Yeah, and it it really just comes down to, you know, like, I'm going to use an analogy of like building a house here, right? And it's essentially like, you know, we're, you got to have a foundation before you can build anything on top of it. Like if the foundation isn't solid, then things are going to crumble the more and more weight mm. you put on top of it. So if you don't have, you know, your anchor, like you're saying, if you don't have your core services or if you don't have that one thing that's like, this is the priority, the one mm. thing that can't change, then it's going to be, you, you won't have that rock. You won't have that foundation. And it'll be a lot harder to build things up. And, uh, and that's, yeah, that's a very good point to make. And so with that, I think I kind of want to, want to wrap things up a little bit. And so I want to thank you so, so much for joining. This was, I think a wonderful episode. We touched on so many great topics and so many great ideas. I'm, I'm really looking forward to listening back to this one. And so before we sign off, where can people go to learn a little bit more about you and find your music and find your radio show and just... Learn a bit about <laughs> well, uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. And if uh, people are curious, well, I guess my website is a good uh, one-stop place where there's all the links in there <laughs> you can find. Um, and uh, you can see a little bit the universe I'm trying to, to bring. And um, I'm, I'm super grateful we had uh, this chat. I can't wait to hear more podcasts from you. And uh, I hope this maybe could give some motivation or inspiration to, to some of you people out there. Wonderful. Yeah. So what, what's, what's that website oh, link for so, people? Sorry. I don't know if I, I don't know if <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I just want to make sure you can get the recognition you deserve. Um, yeah. It's don't mess with Juan.com. Perfect. All right. So thank you so much for joining. I really look forward to listening to this back and I'm, uh, I'm excited to stay in touch. Thank you so much, Dan. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you ever have any questions or concerns, please don't hesitate to reach out. My Instagram is danfurmusic, and my email is dan at danfurproductions.com.